Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Hear it for my man. Woo! Here we are again. You're like, what the hell kind of opening is that? Let's hear it for the boy and let's hear it for my man. Well, dang, that ain't the kind of music we've been listening to on the Comfortable and Chaos podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg, but that's all right. It's different music. We're all different. So why am I starting off with, on a show for men, let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for my man. Why? Because sometimes roles get switched in life. We have to function in different ways. Maybe even ways that we were not perfectly designed for in the traditional sense. And so when a man does it, and he does it well, well, damn it, let's hear it for the boy. We got to wait for a lady to do it. I'm telling you, it's cool, man. I've done it. Lots of us have done it. We live in a different world now. So before I ramble, and if you will give me the time, We will tie this mofo up into a bow, but I can tell you, we're going to go into a figure eight. We're going to go into a bow line. We are going to tie a bunch of stuff. We'll throw in a half hitch, clove hitch, and um, eventually we're going to pull the slack out of this rope, tie it taut, and we will understand what it is we're trying to discuss in this message. It seems straightforward, but it is not always easy. And let's start with that song. Let's hear it for the boy. That was Denise Williams back all the way in 1984. I was just starting high school, and that was off the Footloose soundtrack. One of these iconic movies, one of which I didn't see back then. I don't think I've ever even seen the whole thing now. And that soundtrack spawned all kinds of hits. All kinds of hits. So one of those cool movies that I didn't see. But I've told you in previous episodes, we have started watching movies. We really enjoy that as a family. Here's another one that I did not see. But that is the basis of... For this episode, this show today. And it is the basis, although I have not seen it in its entirety, just in my thoughts. Just in my thoughts because it portrays Robin Williams, a brilliant guy. And I just saw one of his interviews the other day. And that's what made me think of this role reversal. And, of course, the movie is going to be Mrs. Doubtfire. 
But in order to do this episode, I needed to at least watch a couple of clips. Now I need to watch the show in its entirety. So I watched it. I got the gist of it. There was a lot of actual improvisation off of the script that Robin Williams conducted and or because of his um, improv brilliance was allowed to go on and it added value to the movie. And I would say when a man's role gets reversed, whether it is out of choice and or out of necessity, he also has to do a lot of improvisation. Some of it is born of love. Some of it is born of need. Sometimes he is going to get deathly tired of it, but he will do it if he is a good man out of responsibility. So let's talk about Mrs. Doubtfire. She was a, uh, I'm not going to say a horrid looking thing, but an unusual looking thing. And in getting ready for that part, Robin Williams obviously was from the Bay Area, San Francisco. He said he would cruise around sometimes in drag and or partial makeup and go into, uh, if you've ever spent time in San Francisco and the hate district, not hate as in H-A-T-E, spelled different. Um, there's all kinds of clothing and gender stuff and all this stuff. Well, he would go and throw people off and, of course, portray as one way, talk as another. And I'm going to tell you that when you take on a different role, and it is not the traditional societal way, and or the traditional, let's say, manly way. Lines get confused. It, it can almost be as confusing as all this gender stuff. Because in essence, that is what we are aligning it to. So I heard one of the cast members, he was a boy at the time. And he played, I guess, the son or one of the youngsters in the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. And he said he would get so excited because Robin was so dynamic and it was so funny that he would go storming into his trailer and or the room in there on the set in between takes and or on a break. But he would find Robin Williams with his head down on a table or resting in his hands, sometimes sweating profusely, but in essence just looking out of his mind. And because he was a child, Robin Williams told him, I've been clean now. I got off of that cocaine like five years ago, but it fried my mind and I can't get this out of my head whether he was talking about the actual taking of his life that would eventually occur or whatever these demons were coursing through his mind or what was plaguing him, you tie that into what Pierce Brosnan said. Pierce Brosnan was a bad-A actor. We don't see him. He's older now today, but he was one of our James Bonds. When I was a kid, teenager, I loved seeing him in Remington uh, Steel. Thought he was suave, 
thought he uh, could move in and out of society, kind of like the Renaissance man we've talked about. So, man, I was all about that. But despite the fact he was an A-list actor and acted with Robin Williams in Mrs. Doubtfire, Pierce Brosnan says he never saw Robin Williams. He just always saw Mrs. Doubtfire. So he was so hyper-focused at playing that role and assuming that role that once it was over, he was done. And in order to go back to his other role, that being his own self, that was done in isolation and whereby no one else could see him. That is very interesting. It could actually be sad when you think of the story of Robin Williams. But what I'm thinking of are the men I know whereby their wives are out in the community. Their wives are performing in maybe a more, could you say, I'm not going to say stringent or rigorous, but at least from a career standpoint, whatever their career is at that time is deemed more rigorous than the spouse that is a male staying at home. So let me extrapolate here. Bend your minds with me. For a man... And I am going to venture for a lady. It is super easy to go out into a given workplace, meaning they are working for a company, an entity, someone else, and go perform those roles. Because men and women's emotional makeup is different, it is even easier for a man to go and do that because it is so structured, so structured. Unless a man is a creator, let's say some kind of, I don't know, programmer, and maybe even that's limited. Maybe that's just computer language. But something whereby they have to come up with some new um, invention and or product line, and they're sketching it and drawing it out and or putting together components, well... In order to make that work, that's going to, there's no timeline on that job. You're going to, even though you're working for someone else in lieu of yourself, in order to please them and or to be that creative and or innovative, that's a job that goes around the clock. And oftentimes people give that away to corporate America and they're not even working for themselves. Why? There's a million answers to that. You already know that. You already know what they are. There's no sense even addressing it. What I'm saying is going out into the world as a man and woman is easy when you go into a structured position. It's more difficult for a lady because there is an emotional attachment to her children and or to that home 
and or to caring for a spouse and her children, that for whatever reason she too, and you already know the answers to this, has bequeathed that in order to be in the marketplace. And in some instances, she has had to push that down or she would not be able to perform in that capacity and still think about all that. It has to almost become as compartmentalized as a man who can actually just forget about it during that period of time. All right. Now let's move backwards from that. Working for yourself, (laughs) whereby you have to seek out, hunt, kill your food, and put it on the table every day is a lot less structured. It gives you a lot more freedom. I've done it for an awful long time. For both men and women. It is a lot more difficult than to simply show up somewhere, have an expectation of performance, and provide that. Okay. Now, let's take another step further. Who's better at staying at home? A man or a woman? Guess what? It really doesn't matter, provided each spouse is, or boyfriend, girlfriend, however your arrangement is, is supportive of each other's roles. I mean, no matter who is actually out in the workforce, someone has to bring stability to the home, especially where there are kids involved. Even if there weren't kids, the home has to be maintained. Uh, The home has to be cleaned, there's food to be cooked, there's clothes to be washed. Isn't it ironic that over time, men were supposedly uh, misogynistic because they took for granted the roles that women were holding as the custodians of their home while they were away with their home, their kids, their day-to-day activities. Well, I think we've already thrown that baby to rest. I think we've already uh, slaughtered that notion when I told you there's no self-made men. No man's an island. No man could do what he has done without that familial family spousal, uh, the other side support. So what would make it different If the woman is in the workplace, thus, if you have an aspiring and or ambitious lady who wants to be out in the workforce in whatever capacity and or for whatever reason, we may get into that down the road in other episodes, why a lady may not be content. Now, it could be born of necessity. Absolutely. That gets into lifestyle. At the same time, it may just simply get into the world we live in now where everything is prohibitively expensive and most people are hanging on by a thread. And I don't care if you're in the big house with the nice car and the nice suit. People are leveraged to the hilt. I've been in the business for 20-something years. I've seen the farsity of it. You can't pull one over on me. I've repossessed (laughs) More athletes, all the people parasitic on them, more celebrities, um, 
more pillars of society than I, I care to even mention. And the reasons are complex, but for this episode, we're talking about role reversal and people getting into the workforce. I digress. But so maybe the lady's there out of necessity and or maybe, maybe she's one of these new high-value women that simply isn't content to be at home and look after the home and or look after the kids. Okay, that's cool. Well, someone has to do it. And if it was always taken for granted before, whereby it was traditionally ladies, if it is now a man sitting in the seat, is it any less heroic? I'm going to venture and say it's even more so for the man. You know why? That's not what he was designed for. And even Jordan Peterson will talk about it. He can become adept at it, but it's not the same. That maternal instinct, that maternal emotional makeup, that nurturing is entirely different. The kids know I can cook, and I can cook like a mo, and I can cook adequately. I can do it range top, or I can be barbecuing, and I prefer to barbecue. I prefer to let my wife cook indoors. I prefer to cook outdoors. Whereas if my wife has the time, the kids can expect the gourmet meal. Um, as I'm rushing through the day and tending to things around the home, they're lucky if I smoke a piece of meat, I'll have the kids make a side. But you know what? No one's starving. We're all healthy. And uh, we're moving on. It's just differences. It's nuanced differences that I would tell you that a woman is more ideally suited for. Whether or not she performs it, whether or not a man performs it is irrelevant to me. I'm just going to tell you that that is a newly accepted role based upon the familial condition and that if a man is doing it well, there is no reason for him to hang his head. There is no reason for him to feel devalued because he is doing something extraordinary. Moreover, he is not going to be exhilarated by that role. It's against his emotional and psychological makeup. That is not what he is for the most part. So he is doing it out of love, which is sacrificial, and or he is doing it out of responsibility, which is what being a man is. So damn it, give the guy some credit. What got me thinking about this is, ironically enough, two friends of mine who are in North Carolina, one of which whose wife is a nurse practitioner, and actually, his mom is who watched their kids the preponderance of the time while his wife has went to school and is now practicing. And he would hold down the fort that is the home um, and uh, look after the kids. There's another one also in healthcare whose wife is now a nurse anesthetist. Same type of situation. And, um, but when I see him and have seen him from time to time, he just looks, 
He looks sallow, shallow. It's almost like this role reversal has killed him. And so I say to him, Mark, what more can you do? And they're actually like, like me and like us in certain ways because they also have rent property. Properties on top of the duties of homemaking that he has to attend to and that he's able to do because he works for himself and out of his home. I'll be like, dude, your kids need you. Wouldn't you rather be raising them than letting the world? We know the outcome of that. And we usually go one step further and I'm like, hey, and we're joking. I'm like, you're a badass chauffeur. You're a badass clothes washer. And you're a badass chef. <laughs> and you want to talk gender equality? Wasn't that always it? Gender equality? This is the new gender equality of the modern world. And men, if this is you or, and or has been you, and you no longer go into an office place and the secretary says, Hey, Mr. Hornsby, you're a bad A dude. Oh, man, great presentation, great job. Hey, I'm here to tell you. You're a hell of a man. You're a good man. And you've got what it takes. Now, maybe like Mrs. Doubtfire, it damn sure doesn't look good. But men... You are getting it done. Pat yourself on the back. Your family at large knows it. Your children know it. And they all love you for it. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you boin voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos.